Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeshow.com and across the state of Alaska on Dish Your Favorite Radio Station and or FM Translator. Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. Hello, my friends, and welcome to it. It is a beautiful Monday morning here. On this, the final week of broadcast for The Michael Duke Show, and we are uh, ready to go. Uh, we've jettisoned all the <clears throat> all the bad stuff. All the bad stuff. I mean, I turned my phone off on, <clears throat> on Friday and turned it back on this morning to a few messages, but nothing, nothing um, that I couldn't live without. Nothing that I couldn't deal with, and I am ready to go. We're ready to talk about Christmas memories and uh, I mean just all the just all the good stuff, man. Just all the good stuff. So uh, we're looking forward to it. We hope you guys are going to be sticking with us today. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's sleeping in this morning. Everybody's getting ready for that Christmas holiday. I mean, let's face it, if we were smart, because what, Christmas is uh, uh, one week away. We are one week away. Christmas Day will be next Monday. So everybody is just kind of hanging out, getting ready. Um, Today, tomorrow, and Wednesday will be the last three days of uh, a broadcast for this year. And we're going to... uh, We're going to be focusing on um, the good stuff. We're just going to talk about uh, good news stories and Christmas memories. And uh, let's see, tomorrow it's going to be, today is you and me. Tomorrow is going to be uh, Brad Keithley with the Christmas top three. Um, And then Chris Story, who's going to come in for a couple segments, and we'll spend a segment on uh, his Christmas memories and favorite times and things like that. And then a second segment on kind of the uplift for the holiday season, maybe for the new year. And and then uh, on Wednesday, uh, I don't know who we're going to have in hour one on Wednesday. We may just be you and me again. But we will be finishing up with Mike Shower. State Senator Mike Shower will be joining us, and he and I will uh, be again doing the whole Christmas memories thing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun stuff. I guess um, we should start off this morning show with a reminder that you've only got two more days 
to get your holiday recipes in for the holiday recipe contest, which we have been running for nearly five weeks now. Uh, five weeks of um, of uh, of chances for you to put your favorite holiday recipe up on the Facebook page and get some votes for it. Um, I just, <clears throat> I mean, I don't hate to say it, but I mean, it looks like right now that Bill is still in the lead. Bill has got, uh, <clears throat> we've gotten quite a few recipes. Oh, Tawny put up some new recipes this time. I got to turn it sideways because, uh, mom's cathedral windows. Oh, these are so good. This is church, what my, my wife calls these church window cookies and they're colored marshmallows with chocolate chips. And, uh, oh, those are so good church windows. Um, you don't have coconut on yours. Terry coats the outside of hers with coconut, which are, um, you just roll them up into a roll and then cut and chill. Yep. This is pretty much the same thing, except Terry rolls hers in coconut on the outside, which make, I mean, they're all, they're delicious either way. Um, but I hate to say it right now, but it looks like, I don't hate to say it. That's wrong. I don't want Bill to feel picked on. Uh, but Bill is ahead with his, uh, bourbon, caramel bourbon popcorn. Um. With 22 votes, 22 votes right now. Bill is in the lead. Uh, Jennifer has got Papa's Cheesy Holiday Potatoes up for 14. She looks like she's in second place right now. Um, and so, uh, but he's in, he's got a healthy lead. 22 votes right now on Bill's caramel corn, bourbon caramel corn. Um, so... Uh, and I guess JD two chilies in third with uh, the uh, chestnut sausage and apple stuffing recipe. So anyway, uh, go over there in. Uh, oh no, Jennifer's actually in third with her. She's also got the cranberry pumpkin bread. So Jennifer's got second and third place at this point. Well, come on, guys. So anyway, go over to my Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash Michael Duke Show. And just look for the picture of the holiday spread, the table with the ham and the cookies and the dip and the Brussels sprouts and all the stuff that's on there. Um, and just post your recipe and then tell all your friends uh, that you want to, you know, to go vote. That's what Bill did. He crowdsourced it. Good job, Bill. Congratulations, my friend. Congratulations. Uh, 22 right now is Bill's number. So if you want to, if you want to get it down, what did Rick put out there? Oh, Rick put out buttermilk, buttermilk fudge. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I'm down with that. I'm down with trying that out. Buttermilk fudge. <clears throat> Almost as, and I got to tell you, I said this the last time and somebody was like, ew, ew really? Um, blue cheese fudge. I know. I, I know. But dark chocolate fudge with chunks of blue cheese in it. It is the most unique and amazing flavor you will ever try. Just Google it, blue cheese fudge. And uh, it <clears throat> it's amazing. I know it sounds weird. I know, I know. Somebody just was like, they just made a sound in their mouth. But don't let the don't let the haters win on this. You need to go check this out. It's absolutely delicious. Anyway, we're going to be taking um, 
the uh, we're going to be taking the recipes <clears throat> and and early morning on the 20th, which is Wednesday, day after tomorrow. Before the show, I'm going to go through and I'm going to look to see who the winner is. And then we'll announce the winner on Wednesday morning uh, of whoever it is. So you got a couple days. If you can, because Bill's had 20 something, he's had 20 plus votes, um, I think almost since the day he posted this. Because again, he went out and shared it with his friends. Uh, maybe that just proves that Bill has more friends than the rest of us. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can go over it. And here was the whole point of the recipe contest, just in case you were wondering. The whole point of the recipe contest was so that we could go over there and get our friends and our fellow listeners' favorite recipes and try them out for ourselves for Christmas. Um, I love chocolate and mint. And so I'm getting my uh, my wife and my daughter to make Brian's great-grandmother's Norton, great-grandmother Norton's chocolate peppermint bars. <laughs> yum. I'm just saying yum. And then my daughter last night made what we call Christmas crack, which is this time she used those flat You've seen those pretzel chips. They look like pretzels. They're shaped like pretzels. They're made out of the pretzel-y stuff, but they're like thin little crisp. So instead of saltine, she used those. And those were good. Oh, man. With toffee over the top and then chocolate over the top of that, and then you break it up. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> not that I'm talking about any of the food that I'm eating right now. We'll be announcing this on Wednesday. So go over right now and check it out. Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. If you want to um, get a chance to win. Oh, I forgot to tell you what you win. You get your choice. First place gets their choice of either a bag of beard curler coffee and a six o'clock club coffee mug or a pair of certificates to point blank firearms and self-defense for a basic pistol course. And then the runner-up gets the other one, gets the whatever's left. So I'm trying to make it easy. Trying to make it easy. All right. Um, also, I guess I should say that I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines today, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150, um, because we are doing favorite holiday memories. Um Favorite holiday music, favorite holiday movies. We're going to do them all. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about my, um, you know, my growing up as a kid and some of the, my favorite things in the world um, that brought me into the Christmas spirit and, you know, just some of the things. And I hope that you, I hope that you will call up and share your memories with me. Otherwise, this will be really boring because it'll just be me talking about my childhood, which I'm sure <clears throat> most of you could care less about. But I'm hoping that you will share with me uh, as I share with you, because that's, I think that's what this is all about this morning. I think this is all about sharing some memory, sharing some of the good stuff and, um, uh, that's that's what it was. <laughs> Bill shamelessly begged, said Terry. That's what he did to get his recipes up there. Hey, you know what? That's how it works. When you shamelessly beg, you you that's sometimes that's what it takes, you know. Um oh now, now Rick just said blue cheese in tomato soup. Just a little. Oh man. 
I, and I don't know about you, I love blue cheese. I think blue cheese, especially the different kinds of blue cheese, it's amazing. Um, uh, that I, I love it. I love it all. Um, anyway, <clears throat> um, Bill said he had a little experiment this weekend. He made caramel macchiato popcorn. Oh, 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 oh man. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to check that out as well. All right. I see we got one call on hold. I haven't even gotten started on mine, but apparently you guys want to share already. So I'm okay with that. Let's, uh, let's go over to the phones and we'll start off over there this morning with your favorite Christmas memories, Christmas music, Christmas movie, whatever it is. We're just hanging out today. This is like a water cooler discussion, right? We're around the coffee pot, just hanging out. We should be working. You remember when you're at work and you should be working, but you're all standing around near the coffee pot or the water cooler and you're just kibitzing. That's what we're doing all morning this morning. So let's go over to the phones first and we'll start off fresh over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? It's Murph calling from the Denali area. Well, happy, happy Christmas to you, Murph. I'm glad to hear from you. How are you doing out there in Denali? Doing good. What's on your mind today, dear? Well, uh, my favorite song is Winter Wonderland, but I don't have any way really of getting on computer to uh, put my favorite recipe on. But what I have for you is um, on those semi-sweet chocolate chip packages, they have a recipe for easy fudge. And what I did was I changed it up a little bit. I used peppermint extract and I put in a cup of coconut and I call it my, um, uh, you know, mint chocolate coconut fudge. <laughs> so and it's pretty good. So it, it's, it's won first place at the uh, tripod days in the Nana. Oh, when nice. They do the dessert um, contest. So it's not easy fudge anymore. Now it's. Uh coconutty, spicy, uh, peppermint fudge. Yeah. I like it. Chocolate, I li mint, coconut fudge. Uh, you know what? I don't know what it you is. You to try it. I don't normally like mint, I mean, in many things, but when you put chocolate and mint together, there's just something magical that happens. I don't know what it is. And then you add coconut, which is one of my, I mean, I guess, I don't know, is coconut a fruit? Is it a nut? What is it? Whatever it is, it's one of my favorites. So, yeah, you put coconut and chocolate and mint together, I'm in. All right, I'll have to check it out. So it's just the stuff that's on the back of the, of the uh, Nestle's Toll House package, yeah. right, for easy fudge. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'll go ahead and, and get back to listening to you on the radio. Have a great day and have a great holiday season. All Thanks. right, Murph. Bye. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you. I should have asked her how much peppermint she puts in the fudge because now I'm interested. Now, now I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, yeah, coconut and fu I don't know what it is about coconut and chocolate, but there's just something about, who am I kidding? Bacon and chocolate, coconut and chocolate, mint and chocolate, nuts and chocolate, marshmallows and chocolate, Brussels sprouts? No, that won't do. But pretty much anything else in chocolate, I am, I am all, I'm all about that. I'm pretty much, can, I, I'm pretty much all about that whole thing. So we'll check it out. All right. Well. We got to uh, we got to go. We are up against first break. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about some Christmas memories. If you want to share a favorite Christmas recipe on the air, just like Murph did, feel free to do so. Somebody will be 
writing it down, or they can go back on the podcast and listen and, you know, whatever. It's all good. We'll be back with more of the Michael Duke Show. Merry Christmas. It's the holidays, the holy days, and we are ready to go. Back with more after this. was pumped for Christmas. Woo, I'm pumped for Christmas. Ow! So Marty just bought himself everything he wanted. Yeah! Because Marty has no friends. Bruh. Uh, that turned dark. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, uh, good morning, Sixers. What's going on? The bourbon car... Wait a second. <laughs> wait just a minute the bourbon caramel popcorn got bill a girlfriend what i mean what well you know what okay my friend all right you know what congratulations to you congratulations to you i'm all about it Good morning, good morning, good morning. You look at this festive, I mean, I'm feeling, oh, you know what I need? Here's what I need. Let me, let me fix this. I got a special, I got a special thing. No, no, that's not what I want. Come back. Uh, no, that's not, oh, man. Um, is it this one? It's this one. There we go. There we go. Where is it? It's right here. Boom. See if that let's see if that works. Well, it got real dark back there, didn't it? Um, okay. I think that's well, that looks like the Sith is behind me, doesn't it? We'll see how it comes out. It may it's supposed to fade. We're supposed to we'll 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 see what's going on. All right. Um so where was I? Oh, before I was so rudely interrupted by the thing. There we go. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. In three days, get those in three days. Go get those garden seeds ready, says Rick. Yeah. Cause you know what happens in three days? The solstice, baby, the solstice. Uh, we start gaining daylight. My wife is like counting the seconds until that happens, you know? Um, all right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Put the lime in the coconut. Oh, Okay. I mean, you know, I, again, coconut with just about everything is good. Even with my chicken, I like the coconut chicken and everything. Okay. Um, and this is again, Rick's comment about blue cheese and tomato. That's, I mean, oh, so good. So good. Um, the point, the point, Debbie says, no, I said the point was to be able to share all the recipes together. And Debbie's like, no, the point was coffee. Yeah. Mm. Are the coffee mugs available in Kenai or Soldatna? They were, although I think that they, excuse me, um, I, um, I believe that uh, they are all sold out. I'm going to have to get some more mugs down to uh, Captain's Coffee and to uh, Captain's Coffee in Homer and uh, Ammo Can in uh, Kenai. Uh, so we'll see what uh, what's going on. Um, 
And then Bill's like, Terry, I got this all kicked off because you whined that I wouldn't give you the recipe, but have you made it yet? So Terry, inquiring minds want to know, have you made the burble, bourbon, the burble, the burble, the bourbon caramel popcorn yet? I mean, you know, I want to know. Uh, Brian says his, uh, his grandmother's, uh, peppermint bars worked to get a wife. I mean, and then Bill got his girlfriend and then Jeannie said, I figured the apple dumplings would, uh, have caught me a husband. <laughs> oh man. Oh, chocolate mint. Yeah. I don't know what it is about chocolate and mint, but it's super, super good. Um, winner, winner, caramel popcorn dinner, says Rick. Uh, it could be, could be. Bill's, but then Bill, then Bill strikes the ultimate heresy and says he doesn't like coconut. What is wrong with you, man? I mean, I mean, what is, I mean, what is wrong with you? Um, and then Gordon is also, uh, the, the, what? And yes, ammo can is in Soldatna, not Keenot. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. I know you guys are sensitive about that. I apologize. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, all right. Uh, doesn't like coconut. Something bad wrong with you if you don't like coconut. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just, just saying. Okay, let's get back to it, shall we? Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Let's do it. Okay, I'm, I'm just been shocked by all the people in the chat room that all of a sudden tell me that they don't like coconut. I'm just like, what? You don't like, how can you not like coconut? It's just, I mean, oh, it's slightly astringent. It kind of, you know, can dry your mouth, but it's got such a great flavor. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's delicious. Bill says it sneaks up on you. I don't know how, what you mean by that, but. Man, my wife makes a coconut pie that is like this coconut custardy. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. She makes one for fun, one for Thanksgiving and one for Christmas. So I don't know what you guys are eating, but I know that I'm having coconut pie at some point during Christmas because, or New Year's, or both. I don't know. Might as well feed the belly at that point. Um. All right. Well, let's, um, let's. Just fight me, isn't it? Let's uh, let's let's dive into some Christmas memories. Christmas memories. Um, you know, I uh, <laughs> I have some very I have some very uh, strong memories of early Christmases growing up. Um, I, I mean, I may have had a fascination with radio early on. Um, partially, and maybe we can, maybe we can blame my mom. Maybe, 
Um, maybe we can we maybe we can blame my mom because my mom used to record the old time radio broadcasts or the I guess old time radio is she used to record radio broadcasts um, on KFAR, which is the station in Fairbanks. Uh, which is it's the what's the second oldest radio station in the state or something? It's since 1939 they've been around, um, but they were broadcasting you know Christmas holiday stuff, music, and I remember um, she had a bunch of reel to reels. Uh, for those of you who <laughs> see, I'm dating myself. Reel to reel, you know, tape, right? And uh, I remember we had a bunch of reel-to-reels where we would play the she, we, we, it was just hours of uh, of recordings of old-time radio, um, Gulf Screen Guild Theater, Fibber McGee and Molly, um, Christmas for the Lone Ranger and the Shadow and the Green Hornet and and the Great Gilder Sleeves and um, <clears throat> just all the different stories. For the Christmas time uh, spirit, and of course the all the commercials in between, um, which I just I loved as well. And there was just something about that. Now, unfortunately, um, the the downside to that uh, about ten years ago, I took because I had some of the reels, <clears throat> and um, um, you know the radio station had the equipment to. Um, had the equipment to, to play them because, you know, let's face it, there's not a whole lot of reel-to-reel players anymore. Um, and I went to listen to some of them and cut them up for one of my shows. And unfortunately, the tape degrades, the 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 magnetic tape that's on these. It's like it's the same stuff that they put in cassette tapes, right? For those of you who are old enough to remember cassette tapes, which I'm sure is most of you, uh, it's the same kind of magnetic tape. That's in there, except it's on a huge reel, you know, like a six, eight inch reel. And uh, unfortunately, it degrades. And I was listening to it and you could hear both sides because it, it, the, it records on one side and the other on the left and the right side. And when you flip it over, it plays it on the other side. Anyway, it was bleeding over and it had degraded, which is just unfortunate because that would have been cool to be able to play for my kids. But it was just it was too far gone um um which just it saddens me but i remember that i remember after you know trimming the tree after um you know setting up the tree and getting everything squared away putting the tree skirt down and getting all the lights on and everything else and you know it wasn't any of these little twinkly lights we're we we are we are so uh we're so spoiled these days. All these twinkly LED programmable. I mean, the lights that I had, they were the big glass colored bulbs, you know, an inch and a half long, uh, big, you know, bulby. That's what that's what Christmas trees were. That's what the Christmas tree lights were like when I was growing up. You didn't have lights all over the house because, I mean, every time you turn it on, you could see your your electric meter go around like that because they were real incandescent bulbs, right? But I remember sitting down, uh, and after the tree gets lit, I remember being a kid, and I don't know, my mom probably can sound off on this if she wants to, or my dad in the chat room, but um, I would climb, <clears throat> I would lay on my back, and I would scooch under the tree. It, you know, no presents under the tree yet, just the tree skirt and the whole thing, and look up 
through the tree, see all the branches, see all the lights, see the ornaments on the outside, and just lay there and listen to the Christmas stories that were on the, well, it was on the radio, but it was a, it was on a reel-to-reel. It was a recording of a Christmas broadcast from, gosh, I don't know. I don't know when it was. I don't know when mom recorded those, but I remember some of the, I remember some of the, uh, some of the advertisements for like the letter shop and some of these other places that have not been there for 40 years, right? 50 years, some of these, some of these businesses. And, um, you have a hard time visualizing me under a tree. I was a boy. I, at one point I was a boy, Rick. I was a tiny little kid and, uh, and I just remember that. I remember the joy. I remember the, you know, I mean, you're a kid. It's the feeling of possibilities. It's the wonder. It's the awe. It's the particulars of getting lost in a story and the Christmas lights. And I remember listening to Jimmy Stewart in a Gulf Screen Guild Theater production of The Shop Around the Corner, The Little Shop Around the Corner, which was a Christmas, um, uh, you know, which is a, a, a Christmas uh um, uh, story, you know, um, of listening to Fibber McGee and Molly and the great Gilder sleeves and their Christmas, you know, Fibber's closet and the whole, the Christmas gift for Molly and all those other ones that are just, <clears throat> you know, that was, that was just how it was. I mean, that the, the old time radio stories were the, you know, kind of the, it's the, it was the, the television of the day. Right. They didn't have the TV shows with all their favorite Christmas uh, episodes or whatever, because there was radio. But that's what I was listening to. And uh, I remember just laying under the tree and I could see it in my mind right now. I'm just picturing it, looking up through the tree and seeing all those colored lights flashing um, and just, I don't know, being being in that space. And, and maybe it w- maybe part of it is just being young and innocent. Maybe part of it is just not having lived life yet and the, you know, the joyous possibilities and what could be coming and never looking forward to, you know, not really knowing where things were going and not, you know, just not being an adult yet, not, not understanding the, the downsides. Uh, maybe that's what they're talking about with the wide eyed innocence of a child. Uh, remembering that. Maybe that's what I, maybe that's what I'm trying to capture. Not necessarily my youth, but my innocence, which is a long ways away from here today. I can tell you that as an adult and and uh, you know living down in the world of politics and everything else. But um, yeah, I just I just remember that fire crackling, the stockings up on the on the fireplace and laying under the tree listening to old time radio and old time Christmas music and everything else. That was a big, that was a big deal for me. Um, for many years on this program during the Christmas time for the last couple days of the, uh, for the last couple days of the broadcast year, I would, I would, I would culminate and, uh, and what do they call that? Um, not bespoke. Um, (laughs) Oh my goodness! Uh, it's not collate. What's the what's the word when you, uh, um, like a museum curate curate? Oh man, I need to do some more Sudoku or something today. Anyway, I would curate some of my favorite old time radio stories, and I would 
load them up as a best of show. And I would have old time radio with some of my memories interspersed in between. And uh, we would play, you know, Fibber McGee and Molly and, and, uh, you know, the great Gilder sleeves and life of Riley and some of these older radio shows that all their Christmas editions, uh, Mr. Blandings builds his dream house and, uh, you know, the shop around the corner and miracle on 34th street. And we do the little one hour abridged versions of these cause that's what they used to do on the radio is that they would do a little synopsis of, um, uh, you know, like a one hour condensed radio version of the movie. And, uh, anyway, I used to do that every Christmas and I would post that up as my, uh, I would post that up as my best of show coming into Christmas. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, people don't appreciate the importance of radio, especially for those of us who didn't live in an urban area, says Brian, even more so when you grew up in the last frontier. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it was, for me, it was, and I don't know exactly why particular, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, maybe, like I said, maybe it was the fact that my mom had, uh, I mean, I can remember being real young and her, and begging her to put more of the real to real stuff back on there for Christmas and everything else. There's always something fascinating about radio. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but just something about it. Um, but listening to, uh, you know, listening to radio back in the day, what do we have? We had two, ra- two television stations, three television stations. And, uh, so radio was kind of the way that we, uh, radio was the kind of way that we did it. And especially in the holiday season with all that special stuff, can't get any better than that. Um, all right. Um, well, I guess we're up against the break. So when we come back, we're going to start talking about favorite Christmas music and movies and shows and everything else. And uh, we'll go from there. I've got the top 100 best Christmas movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes, which, well, I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to tell me what you think of it because I'm not necessarily... Uh, I'm not necessarily buying each and every one of these. Well, I'll be honest with you. Some of them are, some of them are pretty apparent. Other ones, I'm not so sure, but we'll see what you have to say. We're going to continue here. The Michael Duke Show. The phone lines are open if you want to share your Christmas memories, recipes, favorite movies, music, whatever. I'd love to have a chat with you today. Just like Murphy from Denali. 907 433-3150. Back with more of the Michael Duke Show. Coffin Sense Radio. Merry Christmas. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Oh, it's a magical Christmas time again. Your kids are counting on you. Yeah, Dad! Now, if only someone would do something for you. Honey, headache! Oh. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me go back over here. Uh... I told this last year, laying under the Christmas tree. I'm always going to tell you that story. I'll tell it to you every year, just in case you've forgotten. Um, uh, 
have that bow placed just so. Um, living in Chistachina when I was a teenager, we only had KCM radio station, no television. So we listened to a lot of those old radio shows, Love and Abner and a whole bunch of others. I don't even remember what they were anymore, but I really enjoyed them. It definitely took the place of TV, said Melody. Yeah, I mean, we had a TV, but there just was not a whole lot of, you know, you know, it, it just, just not a whole lot of it. I mean, my parents had a whole section of records, I mean, rec- vinyl, you know, that was old-time radio. Uh, I mean, they had a box set of the Lone Ranger. I remember that. Uh, of the Shadow and the Lone Ranger. And um, I think there was some Dragnet in there. I mean, I just, yeah, I just love that. I just, I just love something about that. Uh, Jeremy says he loves uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Jimmy Stewart? That guy is a champ. Um, uh, you should put one of those radio shows last on air, old radio, good stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I think one day we will do that. You know, we'll do that. Um, Grandma had a uh, grandma had a shortwave radio in the goat barn. She would jig around to the music while getting the girls ready to milk. <laughs> oh man! Uh, grumpy old men radio program is the old radio to me. That's actually where I got started. Was I was hosting the Grumpy Old Men, the Interior Alaska Roundtable. That was the official name of that, but they just called it the Grumpy Old Men Radio. Um, and that's how I got, that's how I got started was, uh, hosting that show with Frank DeLong and, uh, um, uh, Stuart Rothman and, uh, Harold, uh, Harold, uh, Gillum and a bunch of other, yeah, Vern, uh, what was Vern's last name? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, that's how I got started was through hosting that show. And then eventually I took the show over and then the show moved. My, my show was a one day, one, one day a weekend. And then it went from there to, uh, that's how the Michael Luke show was born. Uh, show program, either one, um, uh, whichever one you want. Uh, elf Christmas vacation, Die Hard, It's a wonderful life says Bill. Those are his choices. I'm going to star those for Bill here. Hold on a second. Um, uh, Robert, can you read the room? <laughs> Robert just immediately starts coming into the room and starts throwing stuff around about Giuliani and stuff. I don't care, Robert. With all due respect, and I love you, but read the room, man. Read the room. Uh, Monty says, five more days till you take flight? Hello, brother. Two more days. Wednesday's my final day. Um... Uh, dad says he still has that vinyl. Of course you still have the vinyl. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think about that occasionally that I should come up there and get a record player and plug it into the system and rip it all down to digital because I mean, man, um, let's see. K A B N radio said Rick, um, Easy selection, said Gordon. When you had nothing you liked, you read a book. I read a lot of books. 
Um, oh, Christmas Eve is on the 24th. I see what you're saying. I apologize, Monty. I thought you were talking about, uh, I thought you were talking about till I take flight on my vacation, which is Wednesday. And I didn't realize you were making a Santa joke. So it's okay. That's okay. I do look a little bit like Santa. Um, get off my lawn, says, uh, says Jeremy. <laughs> Six days from now. What have, Bill, what are you? The day police? Jeez. Um, uh, okay. We're all, we're all, we're all good. We're all good. It's all. Okay. So who's going to call in and talk about their favorite Christmas music? Who's going to call in and talk about their favorite Christmas movies? There's some movies on this list that I was like, what? I mean, you know. Rick says, yes, Robert, we're talking about food pies and catching women's husbands or girlfriends. Women, husbands, or girlfriends. There's got to be some context to that, Rick. You can't just throw that out there. We were talking about our recipes catching some stuff. Um, All right. Here we go. We're jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, Christmas. It is, Monty. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Here we go. Okay, um, phone lines are open right now at 907-433-3150. If you're just joining us, it's the holiday edition of the show, which means we're just chatting about, uh, I feel like I'm mentally, I'm sitting in front of a crackling fire, which would be unfortunate here in the studio because that would mean the house is on fire. But, you know, in my mind, I'm sitting here just, you know, that that's... So I guess the next segment should be the question... Um, uh, should we do Christmas movies or Christmas music next? I'll let the chat room decide if we do Christmas music or Christmas movies right now. I should have asked this during the break, but I didn't. So whatever it is, uh, we'll 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 see what you guys want to talk about. I want to know what your favorite memories were. Uh, I want to know. I want to know what you, you know what, what what you look forward to. Um, I can tell you for sure that my wife, by the end of middle of the end of November, is already making a list of all the movies <laughs> that we have to watch. She's 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 gonna be like all the movies that we have to watch is the uh, is is the is the way to go. Um, so uh, I guess movies. Uh, Monty was the only one to really respond to that. So movies, I guess, would be the things that we uh, that we that we go off of. Oh, they're still talking, telling Fibber McGee and Molly stories. Living at home, we had a closet off the kitchen. Mom calls Fibber's closet. It was only after listening to the show later in life that I realized how it received that name, Fibber McGee's closet. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a running gag in Fibber in Fibber McGee and Molly. Um, Fibber's closet. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a reason for that. 
All right, so we're going to talk about Christmas movies. Now, I have my favorites. And uh, last night and this morning, I was Googling, you know, favorite Christmas movies. And, you know, of course, you get 1,500 different sites. Every one of them's got a different list. But I thought, well, you know, what would be interesting is we uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which is a review site. For those of you who don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is, it's been around for 25 years. It's like, it's, uh, in fact, if you've got... Fire TV or or Hulu or or whatever they most of them now have a Rotten Tomatoes rating on the on whatever you're about to watch so you can get a feel for it. Um, and so Rotten Tomatoes has put together a list of movies that is the hundred best Christmas movies of all time. And how did they figure this? Well, they rated it by um whether what the rating is 100% down to 0%. And unfortunately, um and then they get they they gave they gave precedent to the certified fresh which is another thing that they do there. Um but anyway, so they so they gave it uh, you know they've rated them. There's 100 top 100 movies. Now I'm not going to go through all 100 movies. But I will say there's a bunch of movies here that I've never, ever heard of. And this is what's always interesting uh, or never watched. Uh, number one is Judy Garland's Meet Me in St. Louis. Now, I've I've never I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Um, it's a holiday treat for all ages is what they said. Uh, 1944. It's a musical. Judy Garland, uh, Margaret O'Brien, um, Meet Me in St. Louis. That's the number one, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, number two is one of my favorites, but I don't watch it every year. I, I'm going to watch it this year. Um, but it is The Shop Around the Corner. Jimmy Stewart, Margaret Sullivan. This is one that I listen to. Uh, this, uh, this is one that I... I listened to for many years before I ever watched the movie because I had it on, I had an old time radio recording of it from, I think the Lux screen guild theater or golf screen guild theater, or one of those again, where they basically concised a 90 minute movie down to an hour and then did it as a radio play. The shop around the corner, um, which is, uh, just a great, it's just a great little story. Uh, three and four, two movies that I've never heard of, The Holdovers and Tangerine. Then, of course, on fifth is Miracle on 34th Street, 96%. Um, and this is the original with Maureen O'Hara. Uh, definitely a uh, definitely a classic. And here's one that I don't – my kids love it. My daughters especially love this. Um, I think I can say that I've watched this exactly one time, and that is – um, Danny, uh, excuse me, um, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, number six. It's the story of a Halloween skeleton who's tired of his gig and wants to be, wants to be Santa. Um, my kids love it. I, mm, I could take it or leave it. Little Women, number seven. Klaus, number eight. Carol, number nine. I can't believe that It's a Wonderful Life was all the way down at ten. To me, that's a movie that I have to watch it almost every year just because it is such a great story 
of overcoming the difference that one person can make, um, you know, how, you know, sacrifice is important. And uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing movie. It really is an amazing movie. Um, but it comes in at number 10 followed by Die Hard. That's right. Rotten Tomatoes says it. It must be true. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I mean, let's face it. It's not Christmas Eve until Hans Gruber falls from the Nakatomi Tower. That's just that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I have not seen it yet, but I guess we'll have to watch it this year. Uh, 1960, The Apartment. Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, Fred McMurray. Haven't watched that one either. Um, Little Women. <laughs> Some of these I think are a bit of a, I don't know if, anyway, I don't know if they're a stretch or not. That's number 14. And then a handful of movies that I've never heard of. Tokyo Godfather, Jingle Jangle, Rare Exports, and Down to a Christmas Story, which I know many of you see that as the, uh, um, as, you know, the fundamental quintessential Christmas movie is A Christmas Story, 1983. Uh, that comes in at number 19. Edward Scissorhands um, is another one. Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. I mean, I suppose it takes place during Christmas. I suppose that's just as much of a Christmas movie as um, Die Hard is. Um, Elf, all the way down to 26. How did Elf get all the way down to 26? Uh, a Christmas Story Christmas, which is the reboot of that in 2022 with Peter Billingsley. That's in 31. A Muppet Christmas Carol's all the way down to 34. I just, I, I don't know. I just, uh, White Christmas, which we just watched um, on Saturday. We watched White Christmas, which is just... I don't know. It's You always get that little tear in your eye at the very end. And, of course, uh, we watched Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way, which is it even on this list? Let me see if it's even on this list. Um, because, I mean, that's like back in the day. I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, yeah, I don't even see it. But Jingle All the Way is funny. Oh, it's it's just so hysterical to watch that. Um, let me hit some other highlights here real quick before we run out of time. Violent Night, my wife and I watched that about uh, two weeks ago. First time ever. That was uh, David Harbour's movie. That comes in at number 67. Um, what did I say? The Bishop's Wife, Cary Grant, number 58. Some of these are just too low, in my opinion. But there's a lot of, I mean, there's a hundred, I'm going to go ahead and post this up in the chat room. There's a hundred good movies in here for people to go check out and, uh, and see. Christmas Chronicles, I see that uh, Brian just mentioned Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, I thought that was a really great Christmas movie, especially the, the musical number in the jail cell. I thought that was great, except for Christmas Chronicles. Well, let's see. Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon, that's at 75. Christmas Chronicles is at 79. Um, there's some movies that are like, wait, Home Alone is at 88 out of the top 100. That doesn't seem right. Love Actually is only at 93. Um, anyway, 
you, you can, and again, like I said, you could find a million different, there was another one that basically posted the, the Santa Claus, the Christmas story, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, Christmas vacation, the Grinch and elf, Charlie Brown, Christmas, um, home alone. It's a wonderful life. That was the town and country list had all your, you know, most usual favorites, uh, the most usual favorites. I would say that, you know, when you look at this, um, I would look at the Rotten Tomatoes list as just a list of movies that you've never heard of that maybe you could go out there and um, maybe you could go out there and uh, use for the Christmas holidays to go build your queue up for your Christmas vacation. I'm going to watch a couple of them, including that Jurly, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. All right, our tour is dead ahead. The Michael Luke Show, Comic Sense Radio. Okay. Yeah, some of these movies I've never like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I've never seen that one. That's Robert Downey Jr. and uh, um, Val Kilmer. I've uh, I've never I've never seen that one, but that's listed as number ten. Scrooged. Eight Women, Chronicles of Narnia, Miracles on 50, 34th Street. In Bruges, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, both excellent actors, and it's a, it's, I don't know, it's not, it's Christmas, but it's, I mean, it takes place during Christmas, but I don't know if that alone qualifies it. Uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. You've Got Mail, which is, um, You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. That's a remake of The Shop Around the Corner. Uh, that's the modern-day remake of 1998. That's a great movie. Um, Holiday Inn. Oh, always got to do Holiday Inn. While You Were Sleeping. Hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of... There's a bunch of... Meet Me in St. Louis again. I'm going to have to watch that one. I have I have not watched that one. All right, I'll drop this I'll drop this link in the chat room as well. But I'm going to use the Rotten Tomatoes one uh, for I'm going to use the Rotten Tomatoes one for my uh, for a for a build to build a holiday list. Um, it's Rotten Tomatoes, basically a couple of people's opinion on a. It's not a couple of people's. Uh, I mean, money. I mean, I hate to disagree with you, but. Rotten Tomatoes is pretty much when it comes to movie reviews. You know, they got the critics' reviews and then they got the audience reviews. It's pretty much the, at this point, kind of the holy grail of what people are actually watching. Agree with it or not. A Holiday Inn was the first time White Christmas was sung. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, the t- My taste in movies is showing my age. Kate and Leopold. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Um. All right, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, I can't do Charlie Brown. I can't do Peanuts. Um. 
my son goes uh, my son goes to film school he got us watching movies this year and seeing things we never appreciated before that would be fun denise that would be a that would be a lot of fun uh did any of the main <laughs> off topic did any of the main roads uh, get plowed last night palmer wasello was mashed potatoes yeah um my they came out twice this weekend and uh they plowed on saturday and then they were or Friday, and then they were back out here Saturday, uh, Sunday, doing it again. Didn't Rotten Tomatoes used to post the Darwin Awards every year? No, the Darwin Awards were that was a whole different website, whole different website. Bring back Siskel and Ebert. Well, they're both dead, so that would be difficult. Um, but you know, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Um, I get what you're saying in that regard. I get it. <sighs> and then I've got the 76 best Christmas songs of all time, which again, I disagree with this list as well. But there's a there's a bunch. There's a bunch in here that I think would be I can't know the the <laughs> number 7. Happy Xmas. The war is over. John Lennon and Yoko Ono. That is not one of the best Christmas songs of all time. I'm sorry. I cannot say that. I cannot tell a lie. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. All right. Um... No, 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 no. Uh, anything but Mariah Carey, says Monty. Yeah, you know what the unfortunate thing is? You know what number one is? It's Mariah Carey. <laughs> but I got to be honest with you. I don't think, I think that, um, I think as far, yeah, it is the it is the best selling. Okay, so, although they, um Although Mariah Carey is listed as number one, all I want for Christmas is you. Or we're going to go over this again, I'm sure, when it comes to music. But um, the fact that White Christmas from Bing Crosby is literally the Guinness Book of World Records best-selling single of all time. That pretty much that pretty much lays it out there, you know. Any Bing Crosby Christmas song puts a person in the Christmas spirit. I love it. I love it. Um, 1027 is out in Kodiak, says Faith. Well, hopefully. Excuse me. Hopefully. Mr. Becker is aware of that down there. Um, we'll, we'll keep things rolling. All right. We are one minute out. So I suppose... We'll we'll get we'll get back to it, shall we? Shall we get back to it? One hour left of this Monday edition. Tomorrow, Brad Keithley, Chris Story, more Christmas. Oh, this is not Christmas music. This is not. There we go. That's Christmas music. All right, we'll be back uh, in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning and welcome and welcome to it. It is, uh, it, it is, oh man, I'm feeling so Christmassy right now. It's It feels so good. To be in the holiday spirit and be in the holiday mood. And thank you for coming on board and helping me with that. Uh, this uh, final three days of broadcast for this year. Um, it is, uh, we are we are ready. Uh, we are ready to go. Um, and it is, uh, today is nothing but Christmas memories and good news stories. And we're going to do music and movies and uh we just we just finished up with uh, kind of the hot hit list for um for people's favorite movies chris says he likes three wise men and a christmas story uh bill says he likes elf and christmas vacation and die hard and it's a wonderful life all three of those super great movies uh so we've been talking about that Phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. If you guys would like to sound off, I'd love to hear what you have to say about, um, you know, again, your favorite. Murph called last hour with a with a with a holiday recipe because she can't get the internet where she's at, but she could call us and talk to us. Which reminds me that the holiday recipe contest is still running. The final two days, I'll be picking the winner early Wednesday morning. So if you haven't posted your recipe, now's the time to go do it. Now's the time to go do it and get it uh, done. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 t- it's time. Go uh, go go get it checked out, and we'll be announcing that on Wednesday. Also on Wednesday, Mike Shower will be joining us for the final hour of the program, and we'll be I mean we'll be ready to go. It will be uh, it will be fantastic. Uh, we're gonna just do again his Christmas memories and growing up, and we're just gonna. It, this is all about just hanging out and kind of kibitzing. That's what this whole week is about. Tomorrow on the program, Chris Story comes in uh, for his memories and an uplift in the final uh, segment of the show. And in hour one, it will be Brad Keithley and his, instead of the weekly top three, we're going to do the Christmas top three. The Christmas top three. So it'll just be fun stuff. And I'm sure we'll end up talking about movies and, and everything else and all that kind of stuff. I we just finished up with the top 100 movies from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Now I didn't read all 100. There were some movies on here that I've never ever heard of. Uh, so I'm looking forward. I'm actually sending this list list over to my wife so that we can uh, 
so that we can watch a few of these. Um, because I think that that, uh, I think that that makes sense, um, to enjoy it. Uh, no, I am not watching the star Wars holiday special. Sorry. That's not gonna, that's not gonna, that's not gonna be it. But Holiday Inn, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, I would say that that is one of the best. That that really ideal, you know, if you can get past the silliness of the Muppets, it is one of the best Christmas movies out there, period. This is one of those things where the director looked at Michael Caine and said, hey, it's Muppets. You don't have to, you know, be too. And Michael Caine's like, hold my beer. I'm going to play this as serious as a car crash. And he does. He, and it just works so perfectly. So perfectly. Uh, the Bishop's Wife, Cary Grant, it's another one that's just, I mean, you you just got to you gotta watch it um, and uh, and enjoy it. So anyway, it's, um, there's a lot of movies out there. I posted this link up to the chat room. If you want to go over to Facebook and take a look at it from the Rotten Tomatoes, best Christmas movies of all time, all right. And it's all, and they rank them by what the, what the rating is on Rotten Tomatoes. So you can go check that, go check it out, go check it out. It'll be fine. Um, uh, what else we got? We got some stories from around the state of Alaska that I think are good news stories. Um, here is one of the latest ones. Uh, the journey, uh, to the state wrestling tournament, which took place this weekend for some people, uh, was not an easy one. I mean, wrestlers went on extreme measures to make weight, to be in the best shape possible while fighting it out with other talented wrestlers in their region. Um, but some people had even more trouble. The Haynes High School Wrestling Program had to go the extra mile to make it to the Anchorage Tournament. Stormy weathers and seas erased the possibility of driving through Canada, flying, taking a helicopter, or even hopping on the state ferry. It forced the team to possibly cancel their much-anticipated trip to, again, to the state championships. Um, according to coach Jake Mason, we went into full scramble mode, wrestling scramble mode. We called coastal helicopters. We called Temsco helicopters. We talked about getting them in the, get to the chopper. The kids were so excited. Like maybe they were going to fly out on helicopters, but the helicopters, like many small airlines in the area could not handle the winter weather. The glacier bears of Haines began to realize they were probably going to be stuck in Haines while the rest of the state competed for the championships. That's when, from the dark of night, a generous skipper with a 90-foot tender boat stepped in. The Haynes man offered to bring the Glacier Bears, coaches, and their seven athletes to uh, down the Lynn Canal on his boat overnight on the Lynn Canal all the way down to Juneau. Um, Mason, the coach, said going through the canal was pretty rough, probably the roughest boat trip I've ever had. But once they were in Juneau, they boarded a flight bound for Anchorage, only to have it wait on the tarmac in Juneau for over an hour. If the flight was canceled, there would be no more flights that the team could take to Anchorage. That was it. That was it. But finally, it took off just in time to make the tournament the following day. And so they uh, so they made it down there. I mean, just it's just a good story. Community coming together. Who is this skipper? That brought his boat out and let them and took them down the Lynn Canal. I want to know. Congratulations, Skipper. That's a that's a Merry Christmas to you. That's an amazing, amazing story. 
What else do we got for good news here in the, uh, oh, here in the Matsu? Um, it's becoming quite a tradition, but one that remains shrouded in mystery. For the seventh consecutive year in a row, a one-ounce gold cougarand has made it into the bottom of a Salvation Army kettle in the Matsu Valley. According to the uh, officer of the Salvation Army uh, Valley Corps, uh, Kevin Botchin, Major Kevin Botchin, he said, uh, this is... Uh, this is it. He said he got the phone call from one of his colleagues, and she said, Kevin, we got another one, and I instantly knew what she was talking about. A cougarand, of course, is a South African gold coin valued at about $2,000. Um, last year, they received two of them, meaning the donor or donors over the last seven years have given the Salvation Army about $16,000 in gold. He said he had no idea who's doing it, but he appreciates it and appreciates the anonymity. He said they're doing it because they believe in what we're doing and that we can assist uh, the Valley. Uh, he said he hopes the mystery person knows how grateful they are to receive such a unique and valuable donation. The organization sells the coins at spot gold prices to, in to interested individuals. At one point, Botchin said he believed that it was the same coin getting donated each year because the same person kept buying them from the organization, but that was not the case. He said, it's a different coin, different year, because I've been tracking them since I've been here for five years, and they were all different coins. <laughs> this year's coin was minted in 1977. Botchin said typically they receive coins minted in the early 80s. The Salvation Army will continue their Red Kettle campaign through December 23. You can always drop a little money in the Red Kettle. If you got a Cougarand, you can drop that in there as well. But uh, it just shows that people love to give. And that they are. I'll tell you right now, I'm in the middle of a, we just finished up on Friday, uh, a, uh, a promotion or contest. It's not a contest. It's a, it's a drive, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Uh, at my radio stations down in uh, down in Anchorage, uh, where we adopted over a hundred foster teens, foster teens who were in what they call non-familial care, which means, you know, they're not the 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 kids' families have busted up, and they don't have an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, grandpa that are capable or willing to take them, and so they go into foster care with strangers, non-familial foster care. And of course, everybody remembers the kids, right? You get toys for tots and all these other things. Everybody remembers the little kids, but the teenagers, well, they're not nearly as cute. You know, teenagers, it's one of those things, you know, just kind of, it's kind of one of those things. But we, you know, the, the station for 14 years, the radio stations down there in Anchorage, my stations have been doing this thing called Pump Up the Kids where we go to OCS, they gave us a list. We get the kids, we get them, you know, what they want for Christmas. And then we go out to our listeners and we have the listeners help us adopt these kids and fulfill these wish lists. Now, I'll be honest with you. Some of these lists are, I mean, they're huge. They're, they're huge with, you know, especially electronics and things like that. Um, but our listeners and, and people... I mean, just people in Alaska in general are so, they're so freaking generous. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. I got over a hundred kids. I got something like 300 and something adopters that want to help out. 
And I coordinate all these lists with the kids and all the different adopters. And it looks like we're going to fill every list this year for all these kids. And I mean, I mean, I guarantee you that these people have donated, gone out, shopped for and raised. It's got to be $90,000 worth of worth of gifts for these kids because there's you know there's tablets and there's laptops and there's there's playstations and there's you know skis and and uh and and tennis shoes and you know I mean there's just all these different things and the the generosity I am just every year that I've done this and we've been doing this for 5 years cuz they'd been doing it for a few years before we bought the station and we continued it, but I've been running this thing for five years. And I could just tell you right now, I have never seen the generosity that I have seen from the folks down there in the Anchorage area who participate in this program. And it just, you know, the cougar end in the in the bucket is just a prime example of how giving and how generous people are in this state, that Alaskan spirit. And it, you know, it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And that's what the Christmas spirit is all about. That's, I mean, that's what we should be. It's so great. I just, I can't even put it into words how great it is to see all that. All right. Um, well, the phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. We're going to talk about music in a minute. Holiday music. And uh, I want you to call up and tell me what your favorite Christmas movie is or Christmas music. What puts you in the mood? I mean, is it somebody said John Denver earlier, which I'll be honest, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm not a huge John Denver fan, but maybe that is for you. So you tell me what puts you in the Christmas mood. We're going to be back with more of the Michael Duke show. We continue right after this. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Oh yeah, feeling this holiday thing. Give me some nog. You can fake your holiday spirit, or you can just try to find it for real. Happy holidays. Good luck with that. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, uh, two lines on hold right now. I'm going to go to the phones. Callers, if you're listening right now, I'm going to go to the phones and I'm going to get your name. And then when we come back to the radio here in just a couple minutes, we'll start off with your phone calls. Okay, so we'll take them in order here. We'll start off with caller number one. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. Jeremy of Bettina. All right, Jeremy, you hold the line, my friend. You are number one. With a bullet. Let's go over here to number two. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Brian calling from the hook. Hello, my friend. You hold the line. You're two in the queue. All right. So we got Jeremy and Brian, both of who are in the chat room right now as well. So let's, uh, let me see what we got. Uh, you know, we're just going to, okay. All right. Um, I heard Chris's Facebook got hacked. Chris who? Chris Story? Chris Chris Byers? Who who who's Chris who who Chris who? 
Um, um, it's the grossest water. You guys are talking about Kenai water being gross. Oof. North Pole water was the worst. The worst. Um, uh, I watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I like to watching. Amy says, I like watching Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Christmas Vacation, Elf, and A Christmas Story. All of those great choices. All of those great choices. Um, um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg outdid that gold coin donation. I'm going to need some context on that one. I don't even know what that, you know. Um, okay. Um, I totally agree, says Debbie. Our business took a adopt a family from helping Alaska here in Fairbanks. Great Alaska people. I mean, the people, it just so, it just, and it doesn't matter what their politics are, right? I mean, that's the other thing. It doesn't matter politically where people, they just want to give. I just, they just want to give. It's just amazing. Um, <laughs> Robert, our plumber always says that every well in North Pole is drilled straight into a dinosaur's buttocks. Yes, I would agree. I mean, if I didn't have, I had an echo water system in my house, like a full on, you know, high speed echo water, because it was bad. A bad man. Uh, Brian, Terry says, Brian, you haven't done an update from the hook in a while. He's there to do it here this morning. Um, Babes in Toyland and Laurel and Hardy. Okay. Boy, I haven't seen Laurel, Laurel and Hardy uh, uh, in a while. I haven't seen Laurel and Hardy in quite a while. Okay. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think I did. I don't think we missed anything. Any Bing Crosby song puts a person into the Christmas spirit. I mean, I, I, I've got my own Christmas. Can I share this? Can I make private, share, copy, link to playlist? Look at that. There we go. Here's my playlist. 10 hours, 36 minutes of nothing but my favorite Christmas music uh, right there on Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Lethal Weapon and White Christmas. Now, that's not Lethal Weapon's not one that I know it too takes place during Christmas, but it's not one that I normally associate with Christmas. Um, but, you know, hey, to each his own. White Christmas for sure. White Christmas, Holiday Inn, It's a Wonderful Life, Little Shop Around the Corner. Those are all, those are all great choices. Uh, and again, Cary Grant's The Bishop's Wife, definitely a good choice as well. Uh, okay. Well, we're 20 seconds out. Jeremy and Brian are on the phone, and we're about to get started. So let's get back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this thing. Oh, that's a little too frenetic. Let's do this one. There we go.
Okay, welcome back to this Monday edition, uh, holiday edition of the Michael Duke Show. Winding it down for Christmas here. We're just doing nothing but good news, good stories, fun stuff. Taking phone calls. Jeremy is down on the peninsula, and uh, he wants to share with us this morning. Let's see what Jeremy has to say. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Mike. Uh, I really... Like uh, the conversation you were talking about uh, adoption and fostering children and things like that, you know, uh, AmeriCorps also helps with that for uh, grandparents fostering children on the Kenai. Oh, okay. And and, uh, things like that. Uh, so that that's a very wonderful thing, Michael. Uh, I just came from a AmeriCorps Serve Alaska meeting at the Marriott, and uh, it was very enlightening. Like how many people AmeriCorps really affects and touches. Uh, it it's uh simply amazing all the work people do across this great state. And by the way, uh, AmeriCorps is hiring young people uh, also to go do conservation and trail building work and things like that. And uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Michael, and also, um, did you know Eddie Murphy? I know it's not Christmas-related, but Eddie Murphy is doing another Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I did not hear that. Part four. Oh, I did, did not hear, you hear that. hear about that one? No, but I, I will watch it. I will watch anything where Axel Foley comes back. I will watch that. That'll be That would be fun. Yeah, Eddie Murphy is legend. Yeah. No, he's he's got a couple of Christmas movies out there also. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the heads up about AmeriCorps. And, of course, again, the whole point was is that Alaskans are just very giving, and I appreciate that. So, Jeremy, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. It's good to talk with you. Merry Christmas. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Let's go over here. Uh, Brian is down on the Wasilla Fish Hook, ready to give us an update. Hello, my friend. What's on your mind? Hey, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Alaska. You too, my so, friend. Uh, talking about <clears throat> memories. Um, I grew up in Colorado, and my uh, my mom's family all lived in the extreme northeastern Colorado, a small cow town. And you can smell it a mile away, two miles, or three miles. <laughs> you know the anyway, first the first time I, I ever the first from Denver. Wait a second, the first time I ever drove through cow country, that was a shock. That was a rude awakening to me. I mean, I'd seen cows and everything else, but the first time you drive through cow country, where there's like fields and fields and fields of cow, that was definitely an educational experience. Let me just put it that way. Well, my my mom would go, yeah, that's money. And we'd go to, uh, here's a couple small oil fields, and they would, at those days, they'd be flaring gas. And my dad would smell smell that gas and go, yeah, and that's money, too. 
But we would be laying in there. I'd be laying in the back of this. Uh, we, I think it was a Rambler station wagon. And you kind of look up and see the stars. And I just remember laying in the back of that as we drove a couple hours up northeast to, to Sterling. And just seeing all the stars because there's not a lot of light pollution back in the day. Um, and my parents were bad parents because they didn't have us buckled in. But right. that's another story. Um, we'd get to my grandmother's house, and that whole side of the family was Swedes and Norwegians, and there was always, I don't know what it was. I couldn't eat it. But um, my mother or my grandmother would make uh, oyster stew, and eventually she took it out. I didn't like oyster stew, so for the grandkids, you would uh, make chili. And being sweet, they really were big on this whole spice and uh, chili thing. But the the house always smelled of cooking oysters and just a whiff of natural gas because they had to light all their burners by match. They didn't have self-igniting and coffee. And so they would, my parents would sit up and drink coffee until, I don't know, 12 or 1 a.m., Hopefully all the kids went to sleep, and then there'd be a bunch of wired adults sitting out there going, "Why are we drinking the coffee? Why are we drinking the coffee?" <laughs> so anyway, um, that that was my that's part of my uh, my Christmas memories. That's the smell yeah. of natural gas and, and uh, brew fresh brew coffee. Yeah, that's super cool, so, man. To think anyway, about that. I hope everybody has a very I. Uh, I, I, Very Merry Christmas, everyone, especially the six o'clockers. Enjoyed the shows over the last few days more than I usually enjoy a program. So keep it up. Well, I appreciate that, my friend. Thank you. I can imagine you laying, and I know what you're talking about. Those old station wagons where the windows sloped towards the front of the car, and you could lay right near the back and look out the back window and look up. I know exactly what you're talking about. That idea to watch the yep. stars go by—that's amazing. All right, Brian. Well, thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you and yours, okay? You take care, guys. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go over here. we got another call. Phone lines are open for your Christmas memories, favorite movies, music, whatever. We're just sharing. We're just sharing today. 907-433-3150. Over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. Hello, Hello, hello. Yeah, Mike, this is uh, Jack from North Pole, your old neighbor across the road. I'm hey, still Jack. alive. Hey, Jack, how are you doing, my friend? What's uh, what's going on with you? What's on your mind? Well, I'm, I miss your local programs. I miss being able to see you occasionally. I just wanted to call and wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. And my favorite movie is The Story of Jesus. Well, I appreciate that, my friend. It's good to hear from me. I mean, I'm I'm still on every day, so I know you have to get up to listen to it instead of listening to it on the way home. So I'm sorry about that, but yeah, no. To oh, very merry Christmas to you. The Christmas story, the 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 story of Jesus, is that a, an actual movie or just you're talking about just the the story itself? Is there a movie that you're talking about? Yeah, yes, it, they play it on TV every Christmas up here. Try to. Okay. Well, I'll put it I'll put it on the list. I'll put it on the list there to see uh see if I can this, find it. This, this new Yukon TV system totally sucks, my friend. <laughs> Is that the Right in the mid- yeah. right in the middle of a football game then they do something and it goes off. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Is that the new streaming service from... Uh... But I just wanted to call and say Merry Christmas to you and your family, and I miss seeing you. And uh, Yeah, I get up sometimes early in the morning to hear you. I'm still alive. I'm going on 80 here pretty soon. Man, man, what a run. Well, my friend, it's the good. Old dis, the old disabled vet. It's good to hear from you, Jack. Uh, we do miss we do miss North Pole. We miss our, our, our friends and neighbors out there, but... Uh, you know, it's also. I think this is one of the best things we ever did. So I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy that you're still around and still kicking. We appreciate you. Merry Christmas and uh, look forward to it. I hope you have a great, happy season. Okay, my friend. Same to you and this old disabled vet still around. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate you calling in and joining us. That's a, that's a blast from the past right there. I haven't heard from Jack in quite a while, so it's uh, it's good to hear from him. Phone lines are open 907-433-3150-433-3150. If you'd like to sound off, I would love to hear from you as well. Christmas songs. Christmas music. There's something – I'm a very – I'm a person who – uh, I love music. I love all different kinds of music from classical to blues to, well, country is a little hard for me. There's a, just a couple of artists that I can listen to. Um, rap, I can't listen to at all, but pretty much everything else I can listen to. And, uh, and I love it. I just love it. And so when I saw this list of this from Good Housekeeping of the 76 best christmas songs of all time i thought well man i would i would i wouldn't totally know these songs right and it's true i know most of them some of them i have to uh some of them i have to you know like really i mean i i don't not nah, you know maybe uh we'll have to you know first of all the chipmunks no uh i know that a lot of people love it but i'm not going to alvin and the chipmunks 1958, not going to do it. Not gonna, I mean, it's just not one that's going to be on my playlist. Now, I have a playlist that I put together a couple of years ago on Spotify that I've shared with the audience several times. Ten hour, 201 songs, 10 hours, 36 minutes of some of my favorite Christmas music of all time. Everybody from Chris Isaac to Nat King Cole, Harry Connick Jr., Diane Krall, Bing Crosby, Tony Bennett, uh, uh, Michael Bublé, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, um, Eartha Kitt, Burl Ives, uh, you know, just 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 artist after artist after Elvis, uh, Beach Boys. There's there's just a ton of uh, music on there. If you want, you can go over to the chat room right now. I've got the whole link up right now in the chat room. Uh, I posted the link there as well, but uh, let's let's get down to uh, some of the songs that, uh, according to Good Housekeeping, are the top, you know, seventy something songs. We're not going to go through them all, but we'll go through it. Now, I I do have to argue. They're saying that by popularity on the Billboard charts, this is the number one song, and that is Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Now, I don't mind the song. I mean, you know, I know some people have a, just a hate relationship with that song. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. All I want for Christmas, I'm okay with it. I just don't think that it's number one. Number one for me, and actually, the Guinness World Record holder 
for the best-selling single of all time is Bing Crosby's White Christmas, all the way back from 1942. Um, I mean, we're coming up on, what, 80? It's 81 years now. 81 years ago, this song was released. Still the number one best-selling album of all time. Um, I would say All I Want for Christmas is, I mean, you know, it's good. Uh, Last Christmas by Wham. That's a great song. I love that one as well. Uh, Bing Crosby, of course, who dominates this. Bing Crosby is the Christmas crooner. I mean, you know, he was a great actor. He did a lot of great things. He had tons of great secular and, you know, just regular music, but probably most well-known for his Christmas music, in my mind anyway, and probably in the mind of most of my generation as well. Um, Judy Garland, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Um, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Also, the remake in 1983 by Daryl Hall and John Oates. That's not a bad. That's not a bad uh, uh, thing. This is one that I can't abide though. Number seven, Happy Xmas. The war is over. John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I, it's not. I just no. I'm sorry. No, I just. I just can't. I just can't do that. Um, the Christmas song, uh, Mel Torme. The Christmas song, and of course, also Nat King Cole singing that. Rocket Around the Christmas Tree by uh, Brenda Lee. That's fantastic. Um, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. That is from 1963. That's not a bad one as well. Gene Autry, Frosty the Snowman. This is one that a lot of people don't know. And in fact, I was laughing because um, I had some friends who lived in Hawaii who had never heard this song. And that was Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters singing Melikalikimaka, um, which is surprisingly a lot of people don't don't uh, don't know that one. Um, also, Leon Redbone, "It's Christmas on Christmas Island." If you've never heard that song, all great. Um, <clears throat> Ella Fitzgerald in 1960 put out an album called "A Swingin' Christmas," which has got some amazing songs on it as well. Eartha Kitt singing Santa Baby, and I know it's been redone several times by several other people, but Eartha Kitt still is probably the the king of that. My wife will never let me forget when I got rid of some of her music just because maybe I didn't get it or I was just cleaning stuff out and wasn't really paying attention and it wasn't important to me, but it was important to her. And one of the albums I got rid of was Elvis's Blue Christmas album because it was one I I hadn't been raised with and I didn't even think about it. That and the Beach Boys. Well, I later on bought those albums for her again because, you know, uh, Blue Christmas, definitely a big one. Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas, Santa. Merry Christmas, baby. Which one is it? Anyway, Beach Boys, that's another one that's great. Uh, Run Run Rudolph by uh, Chuck Berry. Um, uh, Winter Wonderland, anything from Dean Martin, anything from Andy Williams. The Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. Um, Just so many, so many great musical uh, stories out there through music. And that's what I use to really, I use my own Christmas list to... uh, to really bring myself. Oh, this is the one that I wanted to talk about real quick. I'm out of time. I heard this 
I don't know, probably 25 years ago when I first heard this. And I, I was kind of torn because Bing Crosby is my guy for Christmas. But there is one that over the years I have grown to really, really love, and that is the medley of um, Peace on Earth and A Little Drummer Boy. It was Bing Crosby where he teamed up for a duet on his TV special, Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas. He teamed up with David Bowie, and it was Bing Crosby and David Bowie. It's one of the last recordings that Crosby made, and uh, it's really great. It's really powerful, and uh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Peace on Earth, The Little Drummer Boy, uh, Bing Crosby, and David Bowie. All right, phone lines are open, 907-433-3150, we got one final segment coming up. I hope you're going to call in and share your Christmas memories, thoughts, your favorite music. Maybe you got an unusual Christmas song that you just got to listen to every time. You tell me. We'll be back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Merry Christmas. Okay. Uh, Dr. Demento. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Dr. Demento shows. Love it. Love it. Um, I also like George C. Scott as Ebenezer. Oh, man. I know. That was really good. The George C. Scott one. Have you seen the Patrick Stewart one where Patrick Stewart plays Ebenezer Scrooge? That's also super good. Um, cow country smells way better than a mill town. Okay. Um, I'm a few. I'm a huge fan of Christmas hymns. Oh, I agree. I agree. Adeste Fideles um, and uh, you know, Hark the Herald Angels. Just some amazing stuff. Uh, we do enjoy listening to the 24-7 Christmas music on the radio from Thanksgiving to Christmas Day here in Fairbanks. Yeah, the Christmas station does a really good job. Oh, Holy Night. Nat King Cole's Oh, Holy Night is possibly one of my favorite songs out there. And, of course, yeah, you're right. Mannheim Steamroller is great. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic has some great Christmas songs. Yeah. Who doesn't love Weird Al Yankovic? I mean, come on. Um. Melody says, by the way, I listened to all 10 hours of your Christmas Spotify list last Wednesday. What'd you think? What'd you think, Melody? Was it a perfect? I'm still adding to it. I'm still adding up to it. I want to get, try and get up to about 225 is what I'm working on right now. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. Um, man, uh, Homer and Jethro had a really hilarious Christmas song. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of Carol of the Bells. Oh, that is amazing. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And I have that somewhere. I've got to find that. I actually have it on disc. Uh, CD. It's a CD, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. I have a copy of it somewhere. 
Uh, I'm going to have to pull that down because I have the whole Trans-Siberian. We actually had them. I had I interviewed somebody from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra at one point, and they sent me a handful of CDs that I used for giveaways. This is 15 years ago, 18 years ago, something like that. That's where I actually got the disc from of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra uh, doing uh, during Christmas music. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it, said Melody. Uh, lots of different kinds of music uh, on the uh, on there. Yeah, it's mostly classics and standards, but there's a few in there. Um, I really like the uh, Chris Isaac last month of the year. Uh, that's one of my favorites. It's kind of unusual. Um, tell me when was Jesus born last month of the year? Um, Adeste Fidelis. Yep, I love that one. Pat a pat a pan. Um, a cradle in Bethlehem. Ave Maria, the first Noel. Yeah, some of these, I, I noticed that a couple of these are no longer available. The one that I just spoke about, the the uh, the Peace on Earth and the Little Drummer Boy, it's on my Spotify playlist, but it's grayed out, meaning they've lost the rights to play it or something. So that's one that I can't listen to this year, unfortunately. Uh, Pretty Paper by Roy Orbison. Man. Some good stuff on there. Some good stuff. All right. I think I'm all caught up. I'm all caught up in the chat room uh, on all the stuff. Any other, what are some of the other songs? Run DMC, definitely not something I'm thinking about for Christmas. Um, Julie Andrews. Oh, I remember this album. Christmas with Julie Andrews. My mom and dad had this album. Um, her singing religious hymns from uh, um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, et cetera, et cetera. Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, Willie Nelson, Pretty Paper. That would be about the only Willie Nelson song that I could listen to. Harry Connick, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's amazing. Uh, Luther Vandross, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, In Sync. Woof. <laughs> this is, again, I'm stuck on the whole 76 high, you know, top ones. Pentatonics, they're actually really good. Pentatonics, Carol of the Bells. Oh, I wish I could play some of this music for you guys, but YouTube and, and YouTube and, uh, um, Facebook have got no sense of humor about that stuff, man. I play 10 seconds of a song and they immediately give me a strike on uh, on the for playing copyrighted music, even though it's, we're, we're, you know, radio show, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It'll, it'll be what it is. All right. Um, we're going to continue. Uh, we're 30 seconds out right now, getting ready to wrap things up for today. Phone lines are open. 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Love to hear what you guys have to say. If there's anything else you guys want to chat about before the end of the show today, now's the time to do it. Tomorrow, Brad Keithley, Chris Story, all Christmas stuff all the time. Here we go. Jumping back into it. Let's let's get it uh let's get it uh let's get it done.
Okay. Let's get uh, let's get down to it. The final segment of the show today. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about your Christmas memories or anything good. We've just been sharing stuff here today. That's what it's all about. No politics, no nothing else. I'm done with that to the rest of the year. I will be off starting on Thursday. You'll have alternate programming from Thursday all the way through New Year's Day. We'll be returning on the 2nd of January for that first Tuesday of the year. And we'll be doing budgets and everything. It'll be all kinds of stuff. But we were just going through this list of 76 best Christmas songs according to Good Housekeeping. Now, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know what metric they used, but there's some good ones. There are some gems in here. Uh, Zoe Dachanel, who is the uh, actress from Elf. She played Jolie in Elf, the movie Elf. She's a pretty amazing singer. You see a bit of that in the movie. Um, and Elf actually has a really good soundtrack. Leon Redbone, Zoe Dachanel do a Baby It's Cold Outside. That's amazing. She also has a, a band. She and her partner, um, uh, M. Ward, they have a band called She and Him, and they did a very Christmas album, which is also very good. Uh, Leon Redbone just is, he's amazing as well. There's lots of, there's lots of good Christmas music out there. Lots of good Christmas music out there. Um, you should go You should go check it out. I guess I'll post this one up in the chat room as well for folks who want to take a look at this list. I, some of these songs I've never heard of. Um, there you go. I've I've never I've never never seen some of these songs, but it'll be it'll be great. Yeah, Roy Orbison, Pentatonics, Lindsey Sterling. Um, there there you go. Um, how old were you when you found out that? <clears throat> how old were you when you found out about Santa? Chris is asking me the question. Gosh, I I don't know. When I found out, when I found out how how real Santa was, when did I find that out? I don't know. Maybe my mom and dad can answer that. I, I, I imagine I was probably somewhere 11, maybe 10, 11 years old. Probably. Jeannie says she was six. Oh, man. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. I can't imagine that I was any younger than probably 10 years old. I don't recall. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I just don't recall. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't remember being, you know, being upset by it, being crushed by it. So apparently I could deal with it, but they always make it such a traumatic thing in the movies, you know? They always make it such a traumatic thing. Santa's not real. Oh, my God. How could you break their heart? And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do remember staying. I do remember not staying up but sneaking out one night to see if I could catch Santa Claus. I do remember that when I was, I, were, I probably was six or seven years old. Um but no, I never caught him. He's too good for me. He's too fast for me. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't remember when I. I don't, I don't remember when that was. I don't know. I, again, I wasn't necessarily upset. Let me just put it that way. When I when I discovered, when I discovered how real he was. So. Well, 
It's, uh, I didn't say Santa isn't real, Jim. I didn't say that. I just sent when you decided, when I discovered how real he was, that's what it was all about. So that's, you know, your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. What else do I got here? I've got some great uh, and inspiring uh, stories as well. Let me share this one because this is a really good story. And I, you know, I just want to feel good today. I just want to feel good as we go into Christmas. Reed Markham was just a kid when he learned that some of the kids in his uh, town of McElster, Oklahoma, didn't have any toys under the Christmas tree. Now, Reed was a shy kid who was bullied in school, but he remembered that moment very clearly since he was no stranger to feeling left out. Even though his parents divorced when he was just seven years old, there were people who stepped in to make Christmas time special. So the thought that uh, his fifth grade friend who could find nothing under the tree was kind of tough to hear. Whatever the reason uh, for his heart or his blues, he proposed to his mother to hold a toy drive similar to the structure to a backpack drive they had organized the year before for kids. Reed's mother, Angie, posted a video on Facebook explaining her son's intentions and asked for a donation of toys or money to buy toys for a giveaway that Reed had decided to do for his 4-H project. Thank you for 4-H is first time. Let me just say that right off the bat. Anyway, Uh, She said there was a great response. Lots of people went out, bought some new toys to donate, or they sent money for them to buy them. That was seven years ago. And now, as a university freshman, Reed still drives two and a half hours home from his campus in Stillwater to participate in the annual toy drive now in its seventh year, seventh edition. 10,000 toys, 10,000 toys are slated to be handed out in this year's giveaway, which takes place as a drive through event with eager kids in the back seats uh, with their parents at telling them what they want the most. Each kid also receives a pair of socks, underwear, trousers, shirts, gloves, and hats. So far, 54,000 toys have been given out to the kids in McAllister, Oklahoma, all because Reed decided to do something. He continues to pay it forward as he sees it, the kindness his family received more than a decade ago by starting other charitable programs. He's just giving back. He holds silent auctions to benefit pediatric cancer patients and continues the backpack giveaways he started with his mom when he was just 11 years old. One resident told the local paper that uh, Reed has catalyzed everyone in the community. Everyone wants to get involved with his work in some way. And the paper says his activities has, over the last 11 years, has ra- or seven years rather, has raised more than $3.5 million. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me that you can't make a difference. Don't tell me that you can't make a difference. Because Reed sure did. As a bullied young man in his little, just, just don't, yep. Just, just don't tell me that you can't make a difference. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, that's Monday in the can. Tomorrow, Brad Keithley comes in for the Christmas top three. Not the weekly top three, the Christmas top three. And then Chris Story is going to join us for two segments 
The first one is just going to be about his Christmas memories, and we're going to hang out and chat a little bit. And then he'll give us a little bit of a holiday New Year's uplift. Wednesday, Mike Shower. So that's it. That, that'll be the whole week. All right, my friends. I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. I hope to see you again tomorrow. Thanks for coming on board and sharing with us. We'll see you then. I believe in Santa. It's not about presents. It's about the spirit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. <clears throat> Leela said she was four years old. That might explain why she's a libertarian. There were at least three Santas in downtown Fairbanks, and I figured out they couldn't be the real Santa. By Christmas, I figured out Santa was an adult delusion. I wasn't upset about it. I appreciated the fantasy of it. I was much simpler in my understanding back then, at four years old. You're killing me, Leela. Killing me. Um, I found all the wrapped presents in mom and dad's closet, and my mom gifted me with a Christmas secret. Your dad is one of Santa's elves. That's why he was strong enough to lift me up to put the angel on top of the tree. Oh, oh that's wow. Wow. Teresa does say Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas time is here. Gives me the happy memories. That's good. I mean, you know, if that's what gets you going, I'm all okay with that. <sighs> wow. Well, Okay, my friends, I think I'm done for the day. It's time to go. We will see you guys tomorrow morning. Don't forget to put your recipes up if you haven't done it already. Merry Christmas. terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show